0: Everyone and Welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B I Z Z A R O For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So back from New York City, I was just there, spent quite a bit of time up there, but I have Candy Zoo Truck, and I'm introducing Jennifer Rich, Tina Plagos, and Karen Bennett. How are you guys doing today?
1: We're great. We're good. How,
0: are how are you? I'm very good. So this is a cool story. Um, it's a candy food truck, basically, or I guess it's technically a candy truck. But the how did you guys get started? How did you guys, like, sort of what's your backgrounds? Take your time. We have as much time as you guys want. Uh, this is your show. And sort of just describe, I guess, your backgrounds and then sort of how you guys came together under this venture.
2: So... Um, this is Jennifer talking. So we, um, we decided Karen and I were childhood friends. Our fathers were fraternity brothers and we um, have been friends for a really, really long time. And we decided that we wanted to go into the candy business and we looked around to open the store, but the rents were really too high. And so then during the pandemic, we started thinking, Oh, a mobile food truck. Maybe that's a great idea. Um, You know, Going to people's homes—it seems like it made a lot of sense. And then Karen knew Tina, and we brought Tina in on this. And then we started to figure this all out because we've never done anything like this. I was a teacher. Um, Karen,
1: I, I was in—I was in ad sales and I and had some entrepreneurial experience uh, throughout my life. So, mm-hmm. and then I was in the Rice Krispie treat business mm-hmm. with a company called Treat House. So mm-hmm. that's sort of where I got the itch. And then then,
3: um, my father was a food service distributor for 40 years. So we used to sell food to restaurants, diners, schools, prisons, that kind of thing. And um, i worked for him for 12 years. But then I um, ventured off into actually starting um, a restaurant with my husband. And now we have three in Manhattan called Suplaki GR and one in Florida and one in Panama. And that business started out from a food truck. So that's how I got involved with um, Jennifer and Karen because I had um, some experience with food trucks.
0: Sounds like we need to do another episode of your restaurants, but, uh, for real, the one of the things that I like about this is you guys are all friends, and yes. you guys are you guys are all friends. You you've met childhood friends, so you've sort of got a bond. Two of you um, that's sort of breaking down the financial aspect, like you already know each other. You've already got that established relationship, so you already know how to work together and through issues, obviously, because that's what we do as kids um, in a a very safe environment, usually, hopefully. And so then you've met someone who's in the food service business, and we're going to have to get that whole thing on on an episode as well, the restaurants, et cetera, that we're talking about for Tina. But I think... I have a similar background. I've been in, you know, father's business, and then in my own businesses for 24 years, and I did prisons and long-term care homes and the New York City hospitals for almost 20 years. And um, and so things like that. So I, I like this, and I ended up in food trucks as well uh, for a long period of time, um, or sort of the opposite. One came after the other. But Let's talk about why candy and and why the idea came from when you guys were kids is this sort of like the lemonade stand cuz you mentioned being childhood friends. Talk to me a little bit more about that like I mean how long have you guys been talking about candy?
2: I don't know. We've been talking about candy for not that long. I mean, it's something that I know Karen has always really loved candy and I've always really loved candy. I mean, who doesn't love candy? I mean, everybody loves candy. And I think during the pandemic, it became a really good thing to do because it's, everything's packaged, it's sealed up, and that's how we came to this idea. And Frank and Tina was instrumental in this, too, because she knows what she was doing. I mean, we, we, we're we entrepreneurs, but we really were flying by the seat of our pants.
1: <laughs> right. We I mean, we didn't know anything about this. And Jen had taken me to see a candy store, and we were thinking about, well, maybe we would just you know, buy a store or rent a store or something. And um, I thought that it would just be a good idea. We thought, well, maybe we'll just put it on wheels and then we'll be mobile. And then we don't have to stay in one place because that seems kind of boring and we could ride around and that kind of a thing. So that's how the, um, that's how it came up to put us on wheels. And, and then we had to buy a truck and that was a whole issue and you know what to buy and how big and how small and we hope it works and <laughs> and it was a great journey though from start to finish it was
3: fun
0: um let's talk about it a little bit then let's talk about the the journey um getting the food truck like how do you decide what candy to carry on the food truck like what is this like to start a business because you mentioned i guess we can go back a little bit before we get into that is What is the other sort of entrepreneurial journeys you guys have been on that sort of led you to this? I mean, I think past experience is important for entrepreneurs. We've had failures and successes in our past that lead us to the present. So could we talk about that a little bit, um, if you guys don't mind? Yeah,
1: I mean, I had done a lot of entrepreneurial things starting in high school I had run my own errand business I was running people's errands with my car and collecting their dry cleaning and picking up groceries and 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 I did some stuff like that in college I was selling t-shirts for different foundations I was knocking on doors and I knew that I always sort of had a I was good at sales I was good at chit-chatting and I liked to sell it was like a it was like thrilling to make a sale and then I went into magazine ad sales and then I, after 15 years, I left magazines. I, I had my, uh, I had twins that took me out for a little while. And then I sort of was wondering what I would do. And two of my very good friends started a rice crispy treat business. And I, um, started working with them and I did it for almost 10 years. I, I helped them to, you know, launch their business and I was just in the background, like doing sales and whatever I could to make this business better. And I loved it, and I just sort of was looking for the next entrepreneurial, you know, adventure, and it just happened to be that it was in food and that it was candy. But it was such a happy business, and it was during the pandemic, and everyone was, it was just miserable for everyone. And we thought, wow, you know, candy really makes people happy, and it takes them down memory lane, and it's nostalgic, and we can learn about the the next generation they like to eat and what's, you know, what exciting for them and so it was just happy and candy makes people happy and i i don't think anyone needs any more sadness so we just went for a happy colorful business
0: do you guys have a did you grow up with a certain candy that was your favorite
1: because um we i talked
0: about the nostalgia because i think it is important i not all the candy bars are around from when we were kids
1: yeah um i'm a big uh black licorice eater so that's forever you know no one really liked it so they always gave me the black licorice so
2: <laughs> i like the good and plenty there's nothing like a good good and plenty so i guess we both like the black licorice flavor but i like chuckles i like dots i don't really discriminate it's a you little like bit red hot oh i love red Hots. i love red hot and twizzlers <laughs> i love twizzlers too and whirly pops
0: <laughs> love it and so now let's talk about how did you how do you source the candy how do you get it onto your truck how do you decide what it was was it like because you mentioned like understanding what kids were interested in today like how did you trial and error this and not i assume not every candy sold or maybe every candy does sell because it's candy i don't know but how did you sort of venture about this because i've got to imagine you've got to have a lot of variety in your inventory and how did you guys launch this like Actually, let's go back to the candy first, then I'll ask the additional question. So how did you source it? How did you know what worked and what didn't work?
2: So I I actually seem to be the one who's in charge of the candy part of the business. <laughs> yeah. um, and I know all about all different kinds of candies. I, there's not a candy store I don't go to. There's not a place I don't see with candy. Anytime I travel outside the United States, I go to different candy stores and I had asked around for a lot of friends who do party planning and everybody seems to use this Nassau candy company. So we sourced from them. And the first go around, we really didn't know what was going to sell and what we really needed. So we ordered a big heaping bunch of a variety of candies and we just had to do trial and error. And some of it was a bust and some of it was terrific. Some of it we had to re, you know, get right away after our first party. We had to reorder and some... You know, we're finding like, oh boy, that last bag of gummy sharks is finally gone. <laughs> so it really is trial and error. And I think depending upon what kind of party we do is what kind of candy is popular. So if we do like a kid's party, they all like the slime liquor and everything sour and sour patch and sour patch. And patch blue raspberry
3: flavor. Yes. Yeah, everything. Blue, blue raspberry. raspberry. That's everyone's favorite.
2: And if you do like a grown-up party, they want the nostalgia candy. They still want the Charleston shoes and they want the Twizzlers and they want the,
1: um, the, what you call it. Yes. And the M and, the, and the M's, you know, those, those fly off the shelf. So things that sell really well, we, mm-hmm. I, I was shocked at some of the things that sold the best is, other things that look great, just sat. Um, and so we, you know, sort of, as Jen said, just sort of learned by trial and error and learned how to order better mm-hmm. and more efficient with less waste. Um, you know, and we're still learning I mean, we still, right. you know, we're
2: trying new things all the time. I go to Jetro and I go to all these different candy stores and I around just we have, and it's really important to, um, Just to try new things in the truck to see what we're really going to want
0: so how did you source a truck where did you find it you're in the middle of covid like you decide you're going to launch a candy store (laughs) on wheels and now you got to find a truck which i know and i've had trucks the government was seizing every truck they could at least in in my experience to try to to do food and and medical stuff so and not many food trucks were being produced, at least up north. Um, how did you find a food truck? Would where'd you go? How'd you research it?
1: Well I, well, I did not want to drive one of those honking trucks. There was just no way. You know, we're all moms, and I, I was like, you know, um, we're in our fifties, and well, you're not quite yet. But uh-huh. in, in any event, I was not driving a massive truck. So we sort of looked for something smaller and we ended up with like a 25 year old Volkswagen van van that had been uh, an attorney had owned it and it was interestingly designed on the inside (laughs) it it wasn't quite for us and so we no it had black leather cushions (laughs) and like a pole yeah
3: like an attorney on wheels (laughs)
0: That'll sell some candy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We, we so, basically had to have it like gutted out.
0: And... Very cool,
2: but it took it's us a while. Respect, right?
0: and it took
3: us a while, took while to
2: figure out else. what who we can hire who was really going to get this outright. We didn't know we really interviewed where to
3: go. A lot of people we interviewed a lot of different companies to do it for us, and then
1: we found our perfect. Right, it did take quite some time i think in retrospect i would probably look back because we st- stumbled upon this guy ernie um and all he does is retrofit and build mobile trucks of every size teeny ones that coffee the humongous ones that make all kinds of food and he had never really done anything before because it was really like a big van he's used to these you know bigger trucks and we had stumbled upon but I wasn't really quite sure if he was the one and the aesthetics weren't really what we were envisioning. And then it took us some time. And I I think that was a little bit of wasted time, but, but again, we were learning. We didn't really know, but when we figured it out, um, he was a, or he was a home run. He was the best. Yeah. Very patient. Yeah. And we designed the truck with him, the three of us and where we were going to
2: put the store, the candy and how big the space would be to, um, display the candy, and do we need a refrigerator, do we not need a refrigerator, what
1: goes to code, do we need a a faucet, the lighting, the lighting would be... And the air and the heat, and you know, so the candy doesn't freeze and the candy doesn't melt in whatever season we're in, so there was so much to think about that we just didn't know to think about it until he brought it up, and we were like, oh, I didn't think about that, and he really helped guide us
0: I think with um, with an operation like this, especially in food trucks, you really want to think your way through them. So I like that he took his time because <clears throat> in my own experience, it's always like, oh, we should have done this. And having that experience as someone that's built them, designed them, and gotten feedback I think is important. So um, I like that a lot. Um, let's talk about once, okay, so you get the food truck fitted, you've got candy in it. Now, how do you go to market? Like, how do you find the neighborhoods? How do you find the parties in the events? Like, how do you start to gain momentum with this business?
2: Well, I mean, I think we did a couple of different things. First, Karen really reached out to all of the different party planners, um, bar and bat mitzvah sites, wedding sites in New York City, because we're really going to start with the five boroughs. I mean, we'll travel outside the five boroughs, but not so, so far and then so we started with that. And then we got on Roaming Hunger and we got on
3: NIFCA, yeah. the New York Food Truck Association.
2: Um, so they've been referring us. And then, you know, just the three of us know people in the city. You know, I'm a native New Yorker and Karen's from Long Island and well, <laughs> <Brooklyn. laughs> she's from Brooklyn. So we just yeah, we know people and we sort of word of mouth. And then we've gone to all the areas where the private schools are. Uh, And they love us. So the kids come out of school and we sell them candy. And then everybody's like, oh, can you come to my birthday party? Can you come to my bar mitzvah? Um, We've done some corporate events.
3: You know what's great? The corporate events and the the bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. It's both are equally so much fun. It's so nice to see the expression of the young children coming up to the truck and being so mesmerized by all the choices. But then you get the same reaction from adults. So it's
0: so much fun for us. We love it. I mean, Candy's become part of our generation since whatever. I mean, I would say at least, I mean, every, I, Candy's been around a long time, but I would say really since we mass start mass producing in like the 20s, 30s and et cetera, et cetera. So I think that there's, even as adults, we have like, even a happy meal still brings me pleasure. Like, it's like this weird thing I discovered. I'm like in my forties, I'm like, it's weird that a happy meal would still bring me pleasure. And, uh, and a brief moment of happiness, for lack of a better term. And um, it's just interesting, but that became part of our childhood nostalgia and good memories attached to it. So I think like candy is just part of the reward. And I, I think it's awesome that it's still, even though it's so readily available, it never loses that fun or that experience. And I think growing up with it or having access to it or you guys going to the parties, I think it's it's really cool. So how did you come up with the name Candy Zoo Truck?
1: Oh, my God. We went round and round and round. And Tina actually kept sending up 10, 20, 30 names a night. candy this or candy that, or, or, I mean, all kinds of crazy names didn't even have candy in it. And then we actually, we hired um, a patent attorney and then we were told, you know, you can't really, we were thinking like, well, candy van, but you can't use candy and you couldn't use van in the same sentence and it wouldn't work well. And we had some rules and regulations to follow. And then there were other companies that might have had that name. Not necessarily they were selling candy. They could have been selling widgets or socks or coffee mugs. But then you had to apply for that name to be a mobile food truck or in a food dispensary, not selling you know, sneakers. And so there was a whole lawyer filled silo full of papers and trademarks and copyrights and all kinds, again, another thing that we were like, what? But in any, in any case, I was looking back on it and Tina in one of her, you know, hundred names per night texts that I would get at midnight in there was Candy Zoo. And we were like, oh, Candy Zoo, that's a great name. And so we took like four or five of our favorite names and we um, asked our attorney and then they would come back and say, "Oh, these two don't work, but these three could really work." And I think you should hone in on one of these three. And then we were like, Can- "Candy zoo seemed—it seemed easy. It seemed pronounceable. You could have fun with the O's, which we made into like lollipop swirls. It just seemed to sort of check the box in a fun way."
0: it's so cool and like the design of the truck and then and then the design of everything i mean did you guys do it yourself like how did you go about like because i think it's all so well done and it's all for lack of a better term thought about um and almost to perfection not exactly being perfect but it's just i think it's just well thought out the photos i've seen the the things online And, and while you're doing that will you let everyone know where they can find you guys online so they can Look at the photos I'm talking about as well
3: well we knew we wanted a bright truck so we all thought that like a bright pink would be something where like you could spot our truck anywhere driving around like I've had people say oh I just saw your truck driving by so it's like
1: that hot pink so we knew we wanted that so um so I tell them about Chuck all right so um a friend of mine is um has her own marketing company and branding company. And I I called her and she was really, my friend Brenda, was incredibly instrumental in helping us wind our way through this entire adventure, which we, again, knew nothing about. And so she turned us on to her friend Chuck, who does this for a living. And he either brands new companies or rebrands current companies and helps come up with the design and the logo and everything else. And it was, I thought we, we had the best time because it was so whimsical and fun and colorful. And, and he had five or six amazing ideas and this thing really could have, you know, gone left or gone right or gone in a couple of different directions. But when he honed in on the swirls with the O's, it just sort of, it kind of spoke to us, but we did go a, around and around for a while, yeah, trying to figure out. Things. We had a lot of great ideas, and we just really weren't sure which one to go with, and which one would be which one would be right.
0: So, I mean, how did you guys decide? I mean, ultimately, you did decide what you wanted, and you liked the pink. Um, but how did you decide? I mean, the the logo, everything you talked about, the swirls that look like lollipops. I mean, you at some point you had to execute, right? So. What was, I mean, do you guys vote? I mean, there's three of you. How do you decide? What happens if there's a disagreement over something like this, for example?
3: I feel like we were more or less always on the same page. Like he would give us a lot of options and we knew what we didn't like right off the bat and we would tell him, okay, we don't like this, but we like this aspect. How can you help us, you know, tweak those, you know, the parts that we didn't like? Like maybe it was the font at first. We didn't really like the font. Um, so stuff like that. So it was basically a lot of different um, back and forth with different options. But more or less, I feel like we were always on the same page with design.
2: Yeah, it wasn't an issue. And even with the interior design of the truck, I mean, we'd go there with Ernie. We'd really discuss it, the exterior, the interior. And we did, um, I think something that Ernie doesn't normally do, we did the viewing stands from the outside. So when we were driving down the street, you can actually, if when the top is closed, you can actually see that we have candy in the truck. I don't know if you could see a picture of that. That's really cool. It's really cool. So we, and we, we learned a lot by putting that candy out there too. We learned that it melts in the summertime. (laughs) We learned that it freezes in the winter. We learned, you know, we learned how much candy should we leave out there? What should we do? But that was also part of the design of the, you know, of the exterior of the truck.
0: Very cool. So like had you know what is it who goes out do all of you go out on the truck for parties like what are your roles how did you decide them is it sort of happen organically because there are three of you um this is you know a new venture but you guys have obviously had previous lives so you bring in a lot of experience so how do you decide who does what and who does do what and you know sort of what happens as you guys operate on a daily basis
3: I feel like we're, we all try and be on the truck. If, if our schedule permits, we're always together
2: on the truck. It's, it's our brand, but I think organically it's worked out. Like everybody, the three of us have different qualities that things that we're good at. I'm more of like the candy creative one. Tina's great in the back office. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I need, I need a form filled out and <laughs> Tina is there, <laughs> which I have no patience for. And Karen just, she puts everything Mm -hmm. into, like, the database, every skew, every Mm -hmm. candy. And we both, and the three of us fell together. Like, we just all, I don't know, we all have something that we're good at.
3: Yeah, we're all good at something. So, but it's great when we're all together on the truck. It's fun. And it's it's really fun. fun.
1: It's It's really fun. fun. And when you see, I mean, look, a great part of it is when you see faces of kids who walk by and their, you know, their eyes pop out or, these older kids, they come out of school and they're like, wait, Oh my God, is this, is this, a, is this a, am I seeing a candy truck? This is incredible. And, and even a lot of the adults like, Oh my God, I haven't seen a Charleston chew or, a, or, a, you know, a chunky since, you know, in, in 30 years. And, and so then they, they'll relay a story and they can take you down memory lane. So it's, it's just a fun, happy business. But it can be a little chaotic, too. I mean, we've had
2: bar mitzvahs where there's like a hundred children storming the truck. And the three of us <laughs> look at each other. We're like breaking down into nervous laughter because we don't even know what to do. And there's just candy flying everywhere. And but that's what makes it fun. Yeah.
0: And so, like, I like this a lot. One of the things I think is great about this is I think... <laughs> Uh, as women like it's friendship is important and having that bond with other women i think it's just so cool and you guys have done it in an entrepreneurial venture that's so fun and it's like sort of later in life which just shows the audience it's never too late it's never too late one to have fun it's never too late to expand your friendships and it's never too late to start a business and I think, and follow your passion, right? And and make a difference in the world because you are spreading happiness, right? You're spreading joy through candy and you're going to meet people and you guys are making an impact, not only because of the, the food that you're serving, but because of the positivity and sort of the aura of just the three of you being on the phone. Like I'm very like impressed and I feel very inspired by you guys. And I think that that's so huge. And I think anyone in the audience, any entrepreneurs out there, like this is a really good story. And this is, and it's true, obviously. So it's not just a story, but it's your story. And it's the one that made you guys come together and do this and there's so much joy and connectivity there. And I hope um, it's always there and you guys really build this business. So what do you hope the future has? Like what is in store for you guys? Where do you hope this grows? I mean, at one, one day it's possible where all of you may not be able to be on the food truck anymore, or is that what you're hoping that it does stay small? I mean, sort of walk me through what your guys' hopes and dreams are.
1: I I mean, uh, you know, look. I mean, we're, we're we're out there right now looking to franchise, and if we can get, you know, we're you know we're Candy Zoo truck New York. Maybe there's a Candy Zoo truck Miami, Chicago. You know, sort of fill in the blank. It's certainly a doable situation you know we bought a very inexpensive truck that we were like hoping would make it over you know like the throgs neck bridge um you know we (laughs) we we didn't you know we we definitely watched our dollars while we were doing this and we were just like look let's try it and let's kind of see what happens but let's be smart and so and I think it is a business that a mom could do or someone that was sort of done with corporate America or their kids got older and they had a lot of time free up. And I think that's kind of where we all found ourselves. And yeah, I think it would be great to have another truck and franchise it out and have people kind of spread that joy around to to other cities. And also, you know, what I love were, we're, um, we're philanthropically attached to Ronald McDonald house. And you know, you kind of have to think of when you walk in those doors and what those families are going through, you know, our our problems are are nothing. And when we can bring some joy to these families that are certainly going through a horrible time, um, that makes us very happy. And so uh, we thought Ronald McDonald House was great, but they're also Ronald McDonald House pretty much Sadly, but pretty much everywhere. They're almost in every major city across the country. And so it's kind of like a built-in, you know, philanthropic arm of Candy Zoo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say it'd be great if we could have, you know, other moms or whoever. Yeah. Driving around a trucks with Candy Zoo on it. A hot pink truck. A hot pink truck anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's, really, it's actually really fun, too, sometimes fun. We, we stand in the street and
2: we wait. We have this lovely guy who works for us, Hermano, and he picks the truck up in Queens and he brings it into the city for us. And sometimes the three of us stand and we're like, here comes the pink baby.
0: <laughs> I love this. Um, one of the things that I think you guys are really on, actually, is there are, there are women in particular... Um, that are looking for something to do or away, like their kids are starting to go into college and maybe they're at home, but their husband's still working. Um, and I'm singling out women, but I just think it fits for this model, but it's in, and have friends that are looking for the same thing and they have friendships and they're also looking to build friendships with other women. But it's like, this is a whole solution of a franchise model, in my opinion, like, There's there's plenty of women that are of the age group that want to keep earning, that want to find another purpose in life, but also want to build friendships in their life and also want to find purpose, but don't know how to do it. And I think that this is a way to bring joy and still have that essence of almost motherhood of influencing people and spreading happiness and and going and see children and and whatever it is. And and I'm being, I'm a little stereotyping, but I think there's a demographic there in every city that feels this and being older and, and my ex being older than that. And as our, my stepkids went out of school, I know that purpose became hard and she seeked friendship and she seek is still seeking more uh, friendship and more purpose, even as an entrepreneur in her previous life. So this is something like, Hey, I don't need to start over, but Hey, I can do something and I might be able to find partners. And it sounds like the model's relatively cheap the cost of the truck the cost of the franchise the franchise fees but i'm willing to bet you guys come help train or, or we'll do whatever it takes to get this business to grow because i can actually see one of these uh candy zoo trucks in um, nashville for sure like particularly when people are on their way home at like two o'clock in the morning even like people love candy they're everyone's eating hot dogs but no reason people wouldn't grab candy bars or candy or popcorn or whatever also, but also the amount of kids and stuff and tourism that's there and, and stuff that that goes with this as well as parties and events. So I can see it growing. I don't know if you guys have any comments on what I just said or, or wanted to add in anything.
1: No, I mean, I think that's completely right. I mean, we're, we're definitely an afternoon slash evening late night business um that allows us as moms to kind of have our morning and we we know we're always on a Zoom, the three of us, or we're talking with Hermano, we're trying to figure out what we're doing today. We always post on our Instagram story where we're going to be and it gives us the morning to kind of do the things that we need to do as moms and as women and as individuals. And and then the, the afternoon we know that we're on the truck or we're planning for a party or we're restocking the truck or something like that, and and we plan our lives accordingly. Well, and
2: also, like, I have a 10-year-old who's been coming and working on the truck a little bit and helping out, and and um, Tina has a little boy who's been coming. When We did a party up in Westchester. He came to the truck. So it's become sort of like a family thing, too. Our other kids, Karen's kids are in college. My, I have other kids in college. But when they come back, nice, it's nice for them to be a part of it. And I think, especially for my 20, almost 21 year old daughter, she's really proud of us. You know, she's really proud that we did this and I can't believe we did this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm proud of you guys. And I've been an entrepreneur a long time. It's not easy. And to have the guts to do it. And, uh, I mean, you're modeling such good things to your, your kids and your neighborhoods and other people just on the podcast. Like I really like this a lot, what you guys are doing. Um, And it really jazzes me up, for lack of a better term. Maybe I date myself by saying that, but it really pumps me up. And um, and so this is this is a really exciting thing. And you guys are like part of the brand here. I feel like we're going to be telling stories about you guys like 50 years from now about how you guys did this out in New York City. And one of the things I really like about it is the New York state of mind that you guys have. I mean, there's this bond and there's this friendship but there's this hustle you guys are whatever whenever you can make it possible you guys are on the truck and whenever you guys are available you're on a zoom call talking about things through and um and not only that your your daughter and your kids are starting to get that entrepreneurial bug which i think is so important i mean i don't know of any greater grantor of freedom and financial independence than entrepreneurism. I mean, even if it's a struggle here and there, there's still the independence and the freedom and ability to build your life the way that you want it, potentially. And you guys are doing that and you're modeling it in such a cool way. And it's just kind of so far outside the box, even though it's following a trend. I don't think I've seen a, a, a candy truck that I know of, but I'm maybe there's some out there. But Once I heard of this concept and I saw the design and the concept, I'm like, this is something special. Whatever's going on here is a group that, uh, or a person, I didn't know at the time, but then they described, told me it was a group of you. And you're building something that's like, I don't know, it's Willy Wonka for lack of a better term, but in a totally different way. And in a way that provides solutions to some of the things we just talked about. You know, what are the next steps in life? Okay, the kids have gone off to college, uh, how do I still make them proud and show them that it's not done just being a mom, or it's not done just being a dad, if, uh, if that's the case, if there's um, that going on? I don't know. But I do know that having this purpose, being able to give happiness and joy, is probably pretty fulfilling, in, even of itself without the money. So, like, what do you guys enjoy the most individually about the business? Like if you could could pick a day or an event even that, that really made a difference to you, um, let's talk about those.
3: I just have something to say that I thought was really sweet last week. There was a little boy that came to the truck and he's like, do you take Apple Pay? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So he's like, okay, how much is this? How much is this? I'm like $6, he's like, how much is it with tax? So I told him and he's like, oh no, my budget for my Apple pay is only $6 and I don't know, 11 cents. I was like, don't worry, I'll change the price so you can, you know, you're able to buy it. He's like, you would do that? I'm like, yeah, don't worry
2: about it. I
3: wanted to make sure he was able to get something because he was so upset. So it's just like, like that, like you see that they want to get something or if they don't have money with them, they ask their friends, oh, can you please get buy something for me? And all the kids are so sweet. They're all like, don't worry, I'll, I'll pay for you. I'll pay for you. So just seeing, like, little kids and how friendly they are with each other and they care about each other. And they want to make sure that they're happy and they don't, you know, go, you know, walk home and be disappointed that they didn't have money to buy candy. It's just sweet just to see all these kids having happiness just from buying a couple pieces of candy. is sweet.
2: For me I I mean first of all I really love the buying of the candy like these ladies know I really like to buy the candy it's really fun for me and it's really fun to organize the truck I like that aspect of it but it's just every party brings something different and you never know what you're going to get and it's so exciting when we you know the see the truck pull up in New York and we go to the party and we get there and we make sure everything's set up and we're waiting for the people to come out and we've got the bags lined up and um, I don't know. It's just, it's really fun. And, you know, coming home at the, like 1.30 in the morning isn't always the best. <laughs> it's not the best. My husband's like, Oh God, <laughs> it's late, but, but it really is invigorating.
0: It's really cool. There's one more of you, right?
1: Oh yeah. Um, sorry. Um, it's just, I, I kind of, you know, you you never really know what you're going to get. Like a lot of times we're at these bar mitzvahs and, you know, we're used to people kind of trickling out. So some people leave early and then they get to see the truck, you know, in its full, beautiful form with all the candy lined up. And then there are other times where a lot of these nightclubs um, that found a second life in renting out their space prior to opening as an actual club. So a lot of these clubs here in New York City, they start at 11 o'clock on. They realized many years ago that that 6 to 10 slot or that 6 to ten thirty slot was a moneymaker. But at ten thirty, those lights go on and there's no slow trickle. They are just, they open the doors and they're like, see you later. And that's when Jen was saying, we could literally have 100 plus kids Storm the storming truck. the truck in absolute lunacy it's happened many times outside these clubs and um but just their faces there you there's a sea of kids that are that are just in awe of the amount i mean we have over 200 plus skews of candy um which i actually do enjoy putting into a spreadsheet but that's a whole different story
0: (laughs) but (laughs) um i'm a numbers person too i love that
1: but just watching them and seeing their face you know when they come out but it's, it's actually kind of funny for us and then you know if it's a bar mitzvah boy or if it's some sort of event we do have them on the truck and they get to take the great they make great pictures the photographers love it they make great reels for instagram and great social media and it's bright and it's colorful and the kids just love it and they come on with their best friends and they take pictures and the whole thing is just really fun.
2: One thing actually we didn't mention is the driving of the truck. Oh. Somehow I've become the driver. I don't know. My two partners, they're not so into the driving of the truck. When we go to an event, we have to pull into the spot. And sometimes we have to back it in. We have to go the wrong ways down the, a one-way street. I mean, it's, just, it's, not, it's an old truck, so it
1: doesn't have, like, the backup cameras or the beeping. It's really quite something. Jen's really good at driving the truck. And we, th- when we first bought the truck, there was no second front seat. And so we had to install almost like a jump seat um, that really you got to be careful because when you get up, it really does like slam back. <laughs> but there have been times that three of us are in the truck and one of us is like sitting on the floor in the back. And I'm thinking, oh, my mother would not be pleased with this, <laughs> with this situation. But that's kind of how we did it before we found Hermano. We just we would go out to Queens. We would start the truck and off we would go. Um, So, yeah, we've, you know, we've we've done all facets of it so far. So far.
0: I like this. Um, As we wrap up, where can they find you guys online? And, And if someone's in New York, how do they book your truck work? Like, who do they contact? Like, how does all of that work?
3: So we're on Instagram at Candy Zoo Truck, um, and they could either send us a DM through Instagram, or they could go to our website, www.candyzootruck.com, and there's um they could send us a message through that.
0: Very cool. So I'm going to ask you guys individually. Um, this will be my last question for you guys. But what inspires each of you individually? Like what keeps you going every day as as a human, as a mom, as a woman, as an entrepreneur? Um, all the things that you guys are. I'm sure there's many, many more. It Like what keeps you going every day? Like why do you do it? I mean, most people would not want to expand or keep franchising. They'd be happy with just a truck, for example. Like what kept, what keeps you guys going and growing, I guess would be a way to describe it.
3: I think, um, I think it's just something that, for me, I think it's nice that it's something that we started from scratch. And it's just so nice to see, like, from the thought process to following through on this dream. Um, and it's just, we want to just see it, you know, flourish and grow. So that's what I, want, I would like to see.
2: And for me, I always want more. I'm always somebody who's, like, looking for the next thing in, in a good way. Like, I've had a lot of different iterations of my life, my career. You know, I have four kids, and I, I just – this is something that I've always wanted to do, and I really wanted to take a stab at it, and I wanted to see if we can make this work. And I, I remember telling my parents about this, and my dad's like, <laughs> what? Why are you doing that? <laughs> but it's something that
1: I really wanted, you know, and, and yeah. I like – if we can make a run of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I always like, I, I was just always a salesperson. And I always had that, you know, the, the thrill of the kill, really. And, um, but there were times where it wasn't so enjoyable. You know, I was just working and I've had some amazing jobs along the way and some awesome bosses. But I just wanted to do something on my own. And I was like, you know, my kids were getting older. I'm like, what am I going to do? I want to do something that's meaningful. And so I, I like getting up in the morning and having something that keeps me busy and that is makes me feel good about myself and that I'm that I am giving back to the community and I make kids happy and are affiliated with Ronald McDonald House and I just feel like it it just it checks the box in more than one way for me. And again I like that my that my kids and our kids can see us at this stage not Just kind of sitting around that we're actually involved and we're doing and we're part of the community and I think it's important. I think it's important.
0: I love that you guys are rocking out entrepreneurial (laughs) style to one thirty in the morning. By the way, I know what that's like. Everyone's (laughs) like, "Oh, you're coming home at two in the morning." (laughs) Yeah, it's not what you think. (laughs) And um, but it's like, but it is. It is a party in and of itself. Like it's it's not the same what everyone thinks. But for me like I enjoy like what I do. I enjoy being an entrepreneur. I enjoy like and I never have enough either. Like I I just I can't stop wanting to improve the world around me and provide solutions and spread positivity and like it's just and encourage people and believe in them when no one else will because I know what that's like as an entrepreneur. And so I get this a lot and I relate to you guys a lot in what you're doing and I'm just I'm just amazed at how well you guys one work together. Um, two, I hope you always remember what brought you guys together. Because I know businesses can grow fast and, and become hard. But I just I hope that you guys remember this moment because this is the moment that you know you want to remember. These are the ones in the trenches, and this is the one that you guys bond over. Because it may grow up, blow up, and and you guys have an office, and and you're not even able to see each other other than a couple hours a week and I hope that's what happens for you guys, but I hope you always remember this as well, because I think you guys are gonna really make a difference in the world, and I think the attachment to the Ronald McDonald House, as, as you said, I think that that's hugely important. Um, I also know they're one of the best users of their money because they are in every city in America, and they do keep their promises, and I've met entrepreneurs who have come out of those houses, And so, like, I think that that's really good. And Milton Hershey, and he did something with his food service business to also help um, kids just in Pennsylvania, but same idea. So I think that what you guys are doing and, and seeing that and then relying on someone who already does it well. I mean, you know, they're doing it very well, like I said. So I think it's encouraging, and I'm happy... Honestly, it brings me a lot of joy to know that there's other entrepreneurs in the world like you guys. Um, it makes me feel not alone and it makes makes me know that or lets me know that we're all on this mission to just better the world in any way we can, uh, especially as entrepreneurs. So thank you guys for coming on the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: We're going to go sell candy now. <laughs> yeah, you guys keep selling candy. I hope to have you guys back on maybe in a few months and, and maybe we continue telling the story of the franchising and things like that. So thank you yeah. all very much. And one more time, will you guys tell us where we can find you online and on Instagram?
3: So at Candy Zoo Truck, And the website is CandyZooTruck.com. Awesome. And if they want to sell, email info at
0: candyzoo truck.com. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for listening in. I love you guys. I appreciate all the support, um, the growing numbers, the growing world numbers. Uh, It's been amazing. I very humbled and I appreciate everyone. Thank you guys for sharing all the entrepreneurs who come on this show. Thank you guys. Um, thank you for spreading the word again. Thank you. Candy zoo truck for doing what you guys do as well. That's been awesome and i really love this episode um if you want to find us you can find us on instagram at justin the food entrepreneurs and if you want to listen to us you can find us on spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts thank you guys again for listening in and give reviews and share if you like the podcast and give these girls a shout out and and write them something nice on the episode because they deserve it thank you guys and we're out